2: Many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye-bye. Hey, friendo. Steve here. L. Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And, of course, taped live on the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. A lot of fun tonight for AEW's Grand Slam. And then, of course, coming up on Friday, another two hours of Rampage Grand Slam. Mm-hmm. Uh so that should be a lot of fun. We've got a, a stacked card coming up yes. on Friday as well. Yes. Um and of course this weekend uh WWE pay-per-view so you know it's gonna be great extreme rules. Oh that's man. gonna be that's
3: <laughs> you know there's 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 the 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 four major shows and then the fifth is Money in the Bank but just right, right just right below Money in the Bank of course is extreme rules in terms of the, the most anticipated WWE pay-per-view
2: of the year. It's always almost on the verge. Like in my heart, it's like number three. I mean, um, I
3: mean, in my mind, it's like a pay-per-view event on equal to or better than WrestleMania.
2: I mean, how there's no other way to describe it, really. We're going to be watching that on Sunday along with The Enforcer, of course, uh, over there at the YouTube, so check that out as well. Uh, if you're interested in this show, Going In Raw, if you're listening to my voice in the audio realm and you want the show ad-free, go to goinginraw.supercast.tech. And you can get it for three dollars a month, or if you want some bonus episodes included with that, go to uh, going in. I'm sorry, go to patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Uh, Five dollars a month, you can get the bonus stuff. We did a really cool episode yesterday uh, for exclusive for Friendo Club TV members. We talked about ideas we had for seasons four of Dark Side of the Ring, mm-hmm. and then tomorrow, of course, the highly probably probably. Not probably. Definitely, the most anticipated episode of the numbers don't lie. We're going to be applying going in raw math to Christian Cage. Man, I can't wait. This is going to be a lot of fun. Ones, one. Let's see just how low can I go with Christian Cage? Let's see if I can skew him down a peg or three.
3: No, see this this is this is, this is something we're doing. It's based mm-hmm. on science, math. We got to set our own personal yeah. biases aside as best we can, and oh, be yeah. fair with our. Our, yes, our scores
2: absolutely threes across the board
3: well i, I uh, feel like he's better than a three wrestler
2: well yeah that's you know according to your you know the thing but my thing you know i gotta get my shit in too no that, but that's your bias <laughs> that's your personal bias we tried is, pers- is yes i don't what does bias mean again isn't bias a, a plate over at the uh the marie calendars it's a pie they have right no? no, something different.
3: Well, first of all, Marie Callender is closed. So if there was, I'm not going to remember it because it's been so long. So I've been, there. why do you
2: have to, why do you stab me in the heart? Anyways, enough of this, you know, uh, MPY piece type stuff, Larson. What we're talking about today is a uh, grand slam and Arthur Ashe. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Of course, Television. the highly, highly anticipated dream match, uh, Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson. Uh, no title on the line. But, of course, uh, quite a few bragging rights. And no man could really claim to have come out on top because it went to a time limit draw. We had both speculated this is a a distinct possibility. Mm -hmm. I was really glad that they walked in, that Kenny walked into this clearly outside of the bubble of the super elite. They brought that in after the match. But this was all about... A dream match scenario. Let's get rid of. We don't need stories crisscrossing and and the goofiness. This is sort of Kenny Omega, heel face, whatever, against Brian Danielson. A dream match for the ages. Terrific stuff. It was great. and uh, neither man came out on top. It was a yeah. time limit draw. Well,
3: it, you know the the whole idea of this was Brian Danielson saying, "I'm coming to AEW to wrestle the best. I hear you're the best. I see you're the best." you're so show me you're the best. And this was Kenny Omega coming out, showing that he's still the best wrestler in the world. You know, that's why his demeanor was serious, not goofy, you know? Um, and they delivered a hell of a bout ended in a way that leaves you wanting more, Mm
2: -hmm. you know? Yeah, absolutely.
3: I don't know if we can get that more at full gear. Um, and, and, and have that where be where Kenny gets the win leading to, of course, page ultimately being the one that, that defeats him for the title. Don't know. Maybe it'll be another Dynamite. I don't know. I don't know what, how they're booking this out. They're scheduling it out. Um, I, I, it was great to sit here and enjoy uh, Brian Danielson, uh, bringing back some moves we haven't seen in a while. Like, I don't think he ever did cattle mutilation at WB. If he did, it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Busted that out. That was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was awesome.
2: Yeah, it was just fun to see him, you know, sort of – he had mentioned in his interviews that – he felt Vince was a little overprotective of him. Um I didn't know. I mean, look, this dude is always putting on spectacular matches, mm-hmm. so I didn't notice much of a difference from anything we've seen from since since his return. Um, uh, a couple small things here and there, yeah, maybe. There
3: was a couple, like the 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 Snapdragon suplex spot on the stage. I don't know if that's something they would have done at WWE, obviously. Um, yeah, you know, there's a couple spots. There wasn't anything that was like outrageously dangerous that you right, were sitting there yeah. Thinking. It was just a stiff, competitive, physical match. I mean, did yeah. uh, Brian Danielson's chest looked like hamburger by the time that half hour's
2: through? Because a large component of the match was them chopping each other. There is, the, I guess, I'll, I'll put it this way. I and I know this. It was it's different context because this was so soon after he came back. But his match with Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. had me much more squeamish than this did. I mean there was, yeah, there was the uh, the the top ropes uh, or what are the uh, oh, suplexes back. Yeah, did yeah, yeah. belly yeah. to back suplexes yeah. but you know he totally flipped out of those and uh and so there wasn't a whole lot but it was just a classic awesome wrestling match I hesitate to think I, I personally think that the next time we see these two fight Page will have probably already won the title and we'll just get, you know, another feud between these two, which will result because I think that page is going to win that title probably before the end of the year, Um, maybe early 2022 at the February pay-per-view revolution. Mm -hmm. That's a possibility. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I thought that was a, that was, that was just an absolutely stellar match. And like you said, exactly right. The point of this match was, I, I think the point was, you got Daniel Bryan, a guy who just main evented WrestleMania. Yes, he got stacked by uh, Roman Reigns, but he's a main event WrestleMania guy, multiple time WWE yep. world champion. Yep. And he's coming in to show everybody, hey, AEW world champion is on par with that. Mm-hmm. You know, he mm-hmm. is right up there with everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I thought this was a great way to do it. Yep. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, I thought it was great. Otherwise, uh, not not a ton of surprises. I mean, there was a lot of matches where it's like, well, they could go either way. But in terms of like shocking outcomes, none of there there was none of that. There was no no no. I mean, I guess the most shocking, debuts or anything. The most
3: shocking outcome was was Cody Rhodes not beating Malachi Black. Um, that
2: was interesting. Yeah.
3: That was interesting. Um, it was. I mean, it wasn't a situation where Malachi got to hit a black mass. Uh, but he did get the win. Thankfully, Cody did the right thing. Took that L to Malachi, and maybe now Malachi can get off Cody Island and uh, and uh, start up some feud with other people, uh, and then Cody can move. I don't know what else Cody is going to do, but do something else. Um, and uh, you know, uh, interesting dynamic throughout this match. They kicked off early with the crowd raining down booze upon Cody Rhodes upon his entrance. They didn't necessarily let up the entire time it's not an isolated thing. There's been other matches where Cody has kind of teased, maybe a little bit of a, a, you know, a heel turn perhaps. And, uh, I know he says a lot. I'm never going to turn heel. I, I think he's fully aware of how the crowd is reacting to him. Um, and, and for him to say, no, I'm not turning
2: heel. I think feeds into that because that's kind of why they're booing him in the first place. I think he'll never say he's going to turn heel. I think he's always done. Ever since he, you know, uh, even on his independent run after the WWE, he's always, well, number one. And what I don't even, I don't think when he was distinctly the most hated man in the building, he would still, I think, probably claim he's not a heel. Um, I think Cody understands completely. And you and I have said this a million times depending on what city they're in, they will give Cody a different reaction. There are plenty of people who love Cody plenty of people who hate Cody the man always gets a reaction he knows how to play the crowd the thing that I'm that's more surprising to me is they set up a very specific story between Malachi Black and Cody with the whole boot thing and I'm going to retire you thing and this did not play to that resolve that anything Mm-mm. I I would assume Cody probably understands it's kind of a no win situation because Malachi Black clearly is the bad guy here. I mean, look at him. And uh, he's basically the powers of darkness. Mm -hmm. And Cody has branded himself the, uh, you know, uh, a man of the light. And I don't know if you can satisfy the obvious. You know, Malachi Black is is a big deal in AEW. He's a big signee from WWE. You don't you don't have him lose to Cody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how to write this so that he does lose to Cody and the light wins out when you're in New York and and, and people are just sort of raining down. A uh, 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 booze on you. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you do. Maybe you just do this finish as as protected for Cody as it is, and you walk away from the whole yep. thing. Maybe that's, that's how you I do it. I think that's the way to do it. Because you think that's how they're going to do it. You think they're not going to at least for this? the
3: time being. Maybe they'll come back around to Cody Malachi at some point in the future. But I feel like right now Malachi has got two wins. I mean, Cody could try to make a case for another match, but it's probably best just to walk away, let Malachi do some other stuff. Cody mm-hmm. can do whatever he wants to do and their paths will probably cross at some point
2: yeah yeah you're probably you're probably you know? right about
3: that um, yeah. uh, one last thing I want to mention before we get to the, the beat by beat breakdown of the show I like that they had the women's uh, title match main event uh, it was the lone title match on the card if I'm correct yes uh, titles on the line as we see with most AEW pay-per-views when the AEW championships on the line that main event the show
2: yeah yeah.
3: I might agree. be one oh, yeah. example. And since the AEW championship was on the line between uh, Danielson and, and Kenny, they had mm-hmm. the women's title match, match, main event, mm-hmm. and I, I I thought that was great.
2: Yeah. I thought, yeah, the structure of the show I thought was pretty decent because it's like, you know, you ask, yeah, how do you follow up uh, that uh, that opening bout? and They had a, a Phil promo, which I thought was pretty yeah, good yeah.
3: too. And here's another th- reason I like having Danielson and Kenny open the, the show is that if you start the... If you start their match at like 6 30 it could kind of telegraph time limit draw you know
2: mm-hmm, sure yeah. So yeah
3: if they say it's 30 bit time limit, well they're starting at 6 30 so that's gonna be a time limit draw whereas if they start the show with it hell they could go for two hours i mean until they announce a half hour time limit draw. but it it it, it leaves the 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 end a little bit more in
0: doubt
2: you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah no i it's th- think i think doesn't it's a movie, it doesn't telegraph you put uh, you put your to your huge WWE acquisition at the head of the show, you know, to bring those people in, and then hopefully they stick around for the mm-hmm. rest of it. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see what the ratings do, what what kind of crowd they're yes. able to pull. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, it was a fun show. We can hop right into it. Then we'll answer some of your questions. Um, let's see here. Kicked off with like we said, Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. Uh, just absolutely beautiful stuff we mentioned a couple of these spots uh Kenny hitting that dragon sleeper on Brian on the ramp he hits he goes all the way back to the to the to the entrance and hits a running V trigger that just great. murdered uh, uh Brian yeah that was great uh Brian hits a, some people are calling it a regal plex here in uh yeah, yeah. In chat that was a, a fun move to see uh Omega goes for a one winged angel Brian hits a poison Rana out of that uh Omega. Uh, Brian gets out of the way of a V trigger from Kenny uh, it, to the corner, so Kenny just ends up hitting the corner. Brian hits a kick, rushes Kenny, but he counters out into a nasty-looking power bomb, gets a V trigger for two. Kenny goes for a Phoenix Splash, which we don't see a whole lot often, uh, and he misses that. They just stand there, trade blows. I mean, we're like 25 minutes deep into it at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brian's chopping Kenny down. He gets a head kick. We get the Danielson stomps. Uh, I missed cattle mutilation. That was earlier in the match. Yeah, that
3: was great. Uh
2: he gets a label lock on. Kenny, uh Kenny's able to to get his foot to the ropes on that. Uh hits a knee strike. They both end up collapsing. And uh and commentary towards the finish is really selling how they only had a couple minutes or a couple like yeah, I said seconds. Forty five seconds. They gave like a forty five. Forty five second seconds. Board. Yeah. And uh and they were done. That was it. Time limit draw to the match. Brian locked in the label lock. The super elite came in, got him off of Kenny. Uh, and while the, uh, uh, the medic was attending to uh, Brian, the super click, super kicked uh, Brian Danielson. And then uh, Christian and Jurassic Express show up and uh, even up the odds to, yeah. to help out there.
3: To make the save. They got a tag match to promote on Friday. I like, you know, uh, uh, early on established of course, Brian Danielson with the bell lock softened up Kenny's arm. Kenny. Going after Danielson's head and neck, um, you know that that's kind of just Kenny's uh, offense, anyways. The snapdragons, the V triggers, uh, you know, feeds into his finish. It all makes sense. They established the story early on what they were working, and just went from there. Um, fantastic stuff. Fantastic. Absolutely.
2: Stuff. Yeah, after absolutely.
3: that, we had a, a CM Punk promo. So Phil comes out, and he was like, "Hey, how do you even follow that match?" I think people were just <laughs> so into seeing CM Punk in the ring that they were just focused on CM Punk at this that is point. A
2: sm- yeah, smart move on, on trotting Punk out after that. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the, a good move.
3: The energy level of the, of the crowd high. He says, it's been a long time since I've been in New York City. It's been an even longer time since professional wrestling has been in New York City. It's a shot at WWE. wait a second. Sports uh, entertainment, just, Steve. What? Didn't they just? Sports oh, entertainment. that's right. Pro 2.0.
2: Wrestling.
3: 2.0. Um, he says, people tell, uh, tell me that I need to be mad, I need to be pissed off, I need to be the old CM Punk. He's talking to you, Steve, because you've been saying that. He says, eventually you'll see him, but be careful what you wish for, and then he calls out Hobbs and Team Taz, and then he kind of says, you know, I asked myself, uh, what do I have to be mad about? But now he thought about last week, says, yeah, I pissed him off, and he's mad about it, but when my music hits, that, that feeling goes away, and it's a love fest, and I'm out here, he's getting the cheers, and I'm smiling, and I'm happy, I'm happy to see the fans he says but team taz tried to take everything all that away from me last week they don't want to see happy cm punk and then that really pisses me off because it's been so long since i felt this since i needed this i get pissed off cuz nobody's going to take this away from me this is once this is mine once again he tells team taz and Hobbs that they should have finished the job broke his neck should have made sure that the t- 20,000 in the stadium didn't hear cult personality but they made the mistake of letting him live. Says, it's not my job to wake them up. It's my job to tuck them in at Rampage. Powerhouse Hobbs, you're going to sleep.
2: Yeah. Ooh, that's going to be a good one mm-hmm. coming up on Rampage. Uh, after that, we had uh, Pillman June, Brian Pillman Jr. versus MJF. Um, decent enough match. Yeah. You know, I mean, sort of uh, kind of figured how this was going to go. And uh, pretty much went that way. MJF made Pillman Jr. tap out. Everybody got um, their stuff in. Thank you. Everybody got their shit in. It. it's exactly right. Uh, after that, we had a Jericho Hager interview where they just did a good job hyping up their match on Friday. Y2J said they, uh, 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 Lambert's crew made a mistake challenging them in New York City where all the tough guys are because we're nobody's tougher than us. He says, Lambert insisted on sticking his nose in their business. I um, mean, if he does that again, I'm going to bite it off like Haku did in Japan. Uh, he says, they're ready to snack on some MMA meatheads. Yeah. You know, it's kinda, that's it. Yeah.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small.
2: Uh, after that, we had Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes. Uh, we did so notice at the outset, Cody had that Evil Knievel-type gear on. I don't f- know. I mean, there was no collar there,
3: but it was no. reminiscent. It, it, was, it was somewhat reminiscent of what he was wearing, plus Evil Knievel. And he must have had a cape that was 20 feet long. That, yes. That yeah. cape off his jacket was massive. So he makes his way out. And, of course, he, he's like the only person that comes out the middle of the stage. Uh, and then Brandy is back, but she comes out of the
2: heel tunnel. Ooh, well, yeah, she had a heel move. She used the middle finger. She did on Malachi Black. So, yeah, Malachi sends funny.
3: Cody out and does the moonsault to and sits down. And then Brandy comes to the ring, sits down, gets in his face, gives middle fingers. I think, I think uh, she told him uh, "f you." She uh, did, yeah. And then Cody tries to sneak attack off that, but Malachi instead locks onto submission. Cody gets the ropes. He tosses Malachi the apron, hits a disaster kick, uh, leaps off, leaps off the top rope. Maybe like a double axe handle or something. Instead, Malachi hits him with a jumping knee. Uh, go to commercial. We come back. Malachi hits a black mass, but Cody tumbles out of the ring, and Malachi's like, "Ah!" ah! It feels like panic. I gotta Ooh. get him back in the ring, so he goes and tries to get him, pick him up, put him back in the ring. But Cody's just dead weight. But he's not dead. He's not so much dead weight that he can't get up and beat the ten count because he does that. <laughs> so yeah. as soon as he does, Malachi covers, but then Cody gets his foot on the rope. Uh, and then Cody starts going after Malachi's knee, hits a chop block, a uh, dragon screw. Uh, eventually Malachi hits a, a Judas effect. Cody looks for a crossroad, Crossroads. Uh, crossroad. Malachi blocks that. He eventually hits a Cody cutter, a crossroads. Malachi kicks that, kicks out of that. Then Arn gets on the apron. And when he's moving into position around the ring post, he falls off the apron. Everybody kind of oh. like, ah, yeah. And Arn fell off. Make sure he's okay. He's fine. So we got back into position. So uh, 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 Malachi ends up pushing Cody into Arn, and then Cody kicks Malachi to the stage, he goes and goes to checks on Arn, and and helps him up, and and Arn's like pushes him off. It's like get like, off get away me.
2: from me! I'm fine. Go to the match, and we're exactly. all sitting there like, oh my god, Cody is just completely milking this too. He's like taking his eye off the prize, yes, and poor Malachi Black has to basically sell his shove, you know? I know, I know. So then uh, they're in the corner, and Cody's
3: going after Malachi. The ref separates him, and after the ref separates him, Cody's like giving the ref crap, you know, and turns back towards Malachi. Malachi hits him with some mist. Yeah. Rolls up Cody for the win. So we saw Cody sneak attack Malachi when he was sitting in the ring, Mm -hmm, and then we saw him give the ref crap. When the ref was just doing his job. Yeah. Heel Cody confirmed.
2: No, man. Look, come on, man. We're, we're wrestling podcasters. You heard what Cody said. Not a single heel bone in his. How body. many times has a wrestler said something and you
3: say, don't believe
2: it? you telling me that all the time. The guy dresses up in the red, white, and blue, man. I, I, of course, you, this is the exception here. American wouldn't lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I think that Cody's always he's always been the type that like it'll look it'll be interesting if he actually explores the, 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 the heel trope thing. It'll be interesting because I think Cody is always kind of like the shades of gray stuff or at least yeah. he's I mean, you he, know, he's indicated that he's a complex ago, character. Yeah, he he, in he the has ring. said
3: that I don't believe in faces and heels. I just believe in characters and and, you know, people are complex. Uh, and yeah. and you know, depending on you situation, know, yeah. they behave different
2: ways. Totally, yeah. you know what he could say too is that he's in there with this guy who is all about the dark arts or whatever he wants to call it. So a little bit of that is rubbing off, and it's like you got to go, you got to explore that you know totally. that territory. That's to get the hope. The win. That's the hope
3: that after Malachi exits Cody Island, that Cody will still feel the 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 impact of that feud on him. And as you mentioned. They'll explore, you know, that aspect of the character going forward, will they? I don't or, know.
2: Or he can come out and drop a you people promo. <laughs> <laughs> Every single one of you is the reason why I'm bad now. Uh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I, have, I actually do have more faith in Cody than to drop a, a you people promo. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Uh, then we got a Sammy Guevara Miro video package. They got a TNT title bout next Wednesday on Dynamite. Uh, I was just uh, too busy soaking in the brilliance. Oh, you just gotta
2: sit in it. You gotta sit in it to
3: write down too much. Uh, Talked and, about yeah. Short, his, his, he, yeah, go ahead. You got it.
2: His God uh, helping to heal his pain, and his wife giving him pleasure and a little bit of pain. That was the one takeaway I had. <laughs> yeah,
3: he was saying he he was saying he wonders why uh, Sammy has stepped up, decided to be brave. Now he mentions that, yeah, I did break mm-hmm. my neck in twenty twelve. You know, but but my uh, God healed me. Yeah, and that's where you know the bit with the pleasure and pain came in. And at the end, Sammy says, uh, "I'm going to win the title on Wednesday. And I'm going to buy Fuego a new car." Da-da, what is he going to buy him? A new car.
2: Come on down, Fuego, and get your new car. <laughs> After that, we had the NWO versus Sting and Darby Allen. Oh man, that, that was amazing. amazing. FTR sporting some NWO homage gear. Of course, the NWO probably stings most uh Greatest besides Nemesis. the horseman. Yeah, oh, the yeah, horseman, horseman or the yeah. NWO, perhaps, you know, not Robocop, but Sid perhaps. Um, so yeah, uh, that was pretty cool. And uh Sting and Darby uh, had their match against FTR. I was kind of uh, I was kind of surprised a little bit, man. Sting was carrying a lot of the load tonight. More Almost, so than I would have expected. I don't
3: know if this is intentional, but it's w- worth pointing out. So Sting comes out first, then Darby, and Sting's waiting on the stage for Darby to make his entrance, and they do, and they're about to start walking down. Sting puts his hand out for a fist bump, and at first, Darby doesn't see it, yeah, and then does, and you know they bump fists and walk down the stage. Now,
2: You're, are you looking? Are you reading into that? That's interesting.
3: I mean, I mean, AEW has attention to detail. Oh. So I don't know, I mean, it could just been an oversight in Darby's part where he's just all right, I'm gonna walk down the ring. Oh wait, I need to stink, he wants to fist bump before we go down. It no. could be nothing. No. But just remember this. Remember this. If there's a feud okay. between yeah. Darby and Sting remember this.
2: Just thank God he uh he, he made that I mean if it was just a thing, if it wasn't if it wasn't like a real thing. Like thank God because how do you recover from that, man? Sitting there like this the whole time?
3: Yeah, no. I know. Even then Sting looks. Sting is, is an embarrassing situation for Sting. It's also, he just not, do this. Yeah.
2: Be like <laughs> you yeah, yeah
3: we're gonna get this match. Also, uh, <laughs> Sting and Darby kind of had matched face paint like Sting, like the you know usually it's really bright white, stark it's black, really thick. Yeah. But it was kind of uh, like an off white. The the black wasn't on really thick, so so uh, it looked more gray. He had a streak mm-hmm. of red, almost like he put his face paint on that kind of wiped it off with a towel, you know.
2: Well, and they that's referencing FTR going definitely, in and definitely, yeah, and doing that stuff. So yeah, I thought it was cool. Yeah, they're always Pretty good cool with touch. those details. And hey, maybe you're right about that fist bump, man. I don't know. Or, or as uh, who's this here, Garaz says, maybe it was nothing, but it doesn't mean they're not going to turn into something, you know. You got to go somewhere with Sting and Darby. I think that'll yep. break a lot of hearts if they end up breaking them up. But uh, the finish to this match is really cool. Basically, a uh, uh, sting gets Dax in a uh, scorpion deathlock, and uh, and to help him out, Cash went and grabbed his hand so he couldn't tap, and he had some leverage, and maybe he gonna help pull him to the ropes. But then Darby, who had just been taken off the the top for the coffin drop, uh, uh, gets back up and then does a coffin drop like right on Cash's arm yeah. on the coffin um, on the apron. Wow. That looked rough, and uh, and then Dax ended up. Tapping out. So I thought that was a really cool match. It I thought that was a finish. good finish. It was a
3: fun yeah. match. They kept the pace up pretty high. Uh, and as you mentioned, Darby was isolated for quite a stretch, and Sting, towards the end, was putting in all the work. Darby was uh, in the trio low for, I don't know, 90 seconds.
2: Yeah, Sting couldn't go over there and just you know unhook his feet.
3: Well, there was a moment where where Sting ha- is going for a stinger splash on uh, Dax, I think, oh, and, okay, and, he, yeah. and he
2: looks, he looks at Darby in the corner. <laughs> yeah, He'll
3: be fine, and he's like, ah, be, he's got to
2: learn how to get out of that."
3: I got the advantage now. I'm just going to go for it. So I don't I'm know. There's something. Go- there's something going on there. He looked at Darby when he was in the trio, and it's like, ah, I'm just going to go and attack FTR."
2: Could be. Could be setting up for. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Sting versus Darby at Revolution or full gear. Or full yeah, full gear. That's up next. time. yeah, St. Louis, uh, and then we no, have Minneapolis. Our, they changed the Minneapolis. Oh, that's right. They changed the yeah. Uh, Ruby Soho versus Britt Baker for the women's title in our main event. Uh, again, you know, this is it's really good stuff, showcasing why uh Ruby probably should have gotten a bigger showcase in the WWE. You got that right. Uh, but this is really good stuff. Sort of a not a shocking finish though. Ruby actually gets her finish off on Britt. But then Reba uh, uh, Reba Rebel gets up on the apron. Ruby hits her finish on her, but then goes over because Jamie Hater's on the other apron on the other side, and she sort of uh, 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 springs her her jaw off the top rope. There, she does that thing, and then uh, Ruby's really shook up by that, allows Britt to get her down for the lockjaw, so Ruby has to tap out.
3: Yeah, it was a good match,
2: real good mm-hmm. match. Yeah, it was good stuff,
3: and it was I, I like. You know, I always say that I like my wrestling programs with the the, the bare minimum of talking bits and a lot of quality wrestling, and this show provided that. Yeah, sure. So, thumbs up, great show. No,
2: I know it, dude. This was this was a, a pay per view. Like this was a pay per view quality basically. thing. Like there was no title changes or anything, but uh, you know, this was definitely a pay per view mm-hmm. level mm-hmm. event. Uh, let's see here. David Matushet kicking off our question says after the success of Grand Slam, which stadium do you think a W should go to next
3: football stadium? Do a yeah, huge man, stadium six, show.
2: 60,000,
3: 80,000. Do, uh, do run a, run a show at the, the Jaguar stadium in Jackson. Yeah. Right. Next time there they do go. homecoming, do it there.
2: Homecoming at the giant place. Yeah. Yeah. That's yep. good.
3: Uh, IML says Cody, isn't the heel we are. We're all the heels in this storyline. Cody mm-hmm. is just fighting against the world, and we're
2: being too hard on him. It's us that? people. Us, us people. You people, us people. Uh, Aaron Gaspar says, who should be Brian Cage's tag team partner? Christian Cage or Matt Seidel? You had a good answer for this before, didn't you? Yeah, it was Brian Cage. <laughs> Another Brian Cage. Yes, yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was a Rawgate situation. Oh, no, we find a different guy named Brian Cage. Yeah. Or it was Ryan Cage. we name him Ryan, Ryan Cage? Ryan Cage. Yeah, that's good.
3: Uh, cold Snacks could Sting outwork the one who outworks everyone.
2: Um, yes, he finish. can. Absolutely, he can. That guy asks, what's the next feud for MJF? That's a good question. Punk, maybe? Punk and Punk would be great, especially now. Now is the per like you know once he's done with Hobbs on Friday, he should really be done with Team Taz at that point. Ricky Starks and Brian Cage are locked in this endless feud in See limbo, so he's not going to do Starks. I mean, obviously everybody wants Hook, but I think that's more of an all-out main event situation: Punk versus Hook. Um, so I would say for MJF, yeah, I think Punk would be great.
3: Yeah, uh, Mason Rick says new finisher for Ruby. It was the same finish. Here's the riot kick. They call it No Future. That's the name of it. Now. I think he
2: maybe he meant that it had a name because some people yeah, were saying, no yeah. It's No Future. No Future. That's a good name. Uh, let's see here. Thomas Dunnigan, what would you prefer at full gear? Omega versus Page for the AEW title or Omega versus Danielson 2 as an Ironman match, also non-title? I think that they need to be done with non title matches. Mm-hmm. Like at that point, you went time limit draw. Rocky 2 dictates you got to go for the title at that point. Indeed. Um, Indeed.
3: Um, as far so, as what I prefer, uh, I mean, you could easily make the case for Danielson to get a, the actual title opportunity at full gear and have Paige actually win it Revolution. Cause it still feels like there's a lot, of, especially now with the dark order and absolute mess. And if pages be the one that comes back to get them all back on the same page, you want to take your time with that, you know. And, I, and there's a it feels like there's story beats they could still address. Uh, that, could they get in two months? Yeah, but if they waited uh, five months, it might be more effective. I don't know what the, I, don't, I just don't know what Tony Khan wants to do in terms of how far he wants to take this 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 page story i don't know
2: we don't know where revolution's gonna be do we no what would be great if they go where's where's page from do we know virginia so i think i think that
3: i think the dynamite after full gear is in virginia
2: oh that's interesting oh wow i
3: think it's november 19th or something like that
2: (laughs) Or A.D. says it's fine. Brian just needs to farm win on dark and elevation now. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Farm win. That's good.
3: 17th farm win. uh, So November
2: 17th. (laughs) Yeah. Um I would probably prefer Omega versus Page for the AEW title. They can be pretty efficient in their storytelling. I don't think they need no. five months, although I don't disagree that it could be more effective if they actually spent that five months doing stuff. But so I, I still think that sometimes AEW has an issue understanding the pace of their stories. Sometimes they could be too long. Sometimes they could be mm-hmm. doing nothing. Sometimes they can do things really quickly.
3: Yeah, So uh, so November 13th is full gear. And then the seventeenth is in Virginia and I'm on AEW's site on the events page and and, and Hangman is in is in the art. He's the only wrestler mm. in the the art here for that particular show. Yeah. Now could he come back at full gear then have like a you know a, a homecoming so to say at this Virginia show to build to revolution or you have him win the title at full gear and then you have him come out and turn in front of a hometown crowd to celebrate his win
2: well that's a good point because like you got two months but at the same time if he's supposed to be having his kid around now it's not like i, I don't know that necessarily he wants to just be there for the birth he probably wants to take a little bit of paternity leave yeah. and then come back so yeah maybe you're right maybe he comes back at full gear um maybe 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 i don't know maybe you do omega danielson too at uh at full gear yeah. i don't know who wouldn't want to see that um Crispy McGrizzle, given the current roster of AEW and not counting any potential signings, who are the top three wrestlers you'd like to see win the Owen tournament? So nobody knew. No Kevin Steen. Uh, top three wrestlers you'd like to see win the Owen tournament. I know we've kind of answered this question before. but
3: uh, Pillman, Jr.
2: It's a good one, yeah. Um,
3: uh, Brian Danielson. Dante Martin.
2: Oh, Dante Martin. That'd be kind of cool if it was like more sort of geared towards younger, like Mm -hmm. a breakout tournament type thing. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. That'd be cool. Uh, Beckett, thoughts on the decision to keep the house lights in a blue hue all night, like how W does. I feel like it drowned out how full the place was. Imagine if the house lights Mm. were were bright and you could see all 20,000 people. If they were like on all the time, it'd feel like, the show was at, uh, it was, and it was like AEW 2.0. You know, <laughs> I still can't get over how bright it is at the CWC now. It's too much it's for me.
2: Really bright. I can't really deal bright.
3: with it. I can't deal yeah. with how bright it is there. I don't like seeing, you know, like the the girders on the on the roof and the wall. I don't want to see that. For whatever, I, I feel like I'm in a I'm like in a little a little uh, like high school auditorium watching a wrestling <laughs> show. That's what it feels like
2: and when it's you, you see everything. Two
3: yeah. So I, I didn't mind that. I mean, I, 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 you know, I'd heard that they had sold the place out. I saw how it was set up, you know, like before the show. So I can imagine what it looked like full. Um, mm-hmm. And they got, there's enough crowd shots where you can kind of get an idea of the scope. But it, was, it looked like a hell of a venue. It looked pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, it looked pretty great. Patrick Sparks, the B Man says, one of the worst moves in my opinion is the catapult. I agree, B Man. He says, that being said, can you recall any notable catapults? Or someone who has a good one. Did did HBK oversell a catapult from Hogan? Probably. I know he, I know, like everything, it would not shock me. I don't know if that specific move, but it would not shock me if he used the catapult to launch himself over like the the, the post or something.
3: Dolph always launches himself and, and smacks his hand on the ring post. Maybe that's what I'm catapult. thinking, yeah. He always really yeah. oversells it. Uh, King Aris. Yeah. Larson, why is Danielson so darn good? Would you place him in the top ten of all time? He's good because he's a great technical wrestler and he's a great storyteller.
2: He he's knows top how to ten, and yeah, he's top ten all time in my book. Yeah, totally. But then I, I haven't seen all of Lethes's matches exactly. or uh, you know names like that, so um, I, I'm not, a, I'm not a historian. But in my book, yeah, all time wrestlers, he's probably in my personal top same, three. Same, he, yeah, same. He makes, he makes his matches believable. That's what he makes it. That's what I want the most, man. Is just make your matches believable. You know, it's like the comedy stuff is great for comedy purpose. If your if your purpose is comedy stuff, but man, if you can make it believable, holy mm-hmm. crap! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, broken wheelchair. Just want to say thanks for the distractions this week. Yesterday morning, we found out my dad's leukemia is back after two years oh, no. in remission. So sorry to hear. Broken wheelchair. Sorry to hear that.
2: Absolutely. Well, glad we're here for you. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Uh, NWO Dennis Rodman asks, what do you guys think the first forbidden door match between AW and WWE should be, and what show should it be on? So, it, 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 they, they would have to do its own, its own separate show. Like, Tony Khan's really good at just sort of branding these shows. Yeah, Lars.
3: So WWE has uh, Clash of Champions.
2: Oh, that's good. There you go.
3: Just do that. Like that. Um, as far as matches, I think it'd be interesting to do Roman versus Mox, given their obvious history. Yeah. Of course, I'd still really want to see Kenny and the Young Bucks versus the New Day. Of course, I, I think yeah. that'd be fantastic. Those good one, two matches I think would 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 probably headline in my
2: book. I would, you know, I would like that. I th- I don't know if I'd like that or if I'd prefer to see Seth versus Kenny because that's a dream match that I would love to see.
3: Well, then you got that's Kenny like, versus yeah.
2: AJ. You got Kenny versus Finn. Yeah.
3: You know, there's a lot, a of, lot potential of potential dream matches match right? there. Yes. Totally.
2: Cody versus Triple H.
3: Yeah. Uh... Jorge D, after tonight's show, Tony Khan gives you guys the task to rebuild Cody and get the fans to cheer him again. How do you accomplish this Herculean task? You turn him heel. But it's not like he comes, he, he, he doesn't do you know one of those promos where he blames the crowd for everything. He doesn't do that. You just make him mean, and you have him do cool stuff, and eventually, if he does enough cool stuff, people start to cheer him again, and then he's a face again.
2: I feel like he did that before, during like in the in the Bullet Club stuff he and did. like yeah I don't know people are booing the shit out of him though they really love to boo Cody they do they do I would say you strip him from every you strip him of everything you basically do a Baron Corbin thing mm-hmm. um, where he has to bring it down to basics you have him do like uh you show him run doing like wind sprints on the beach um, with uh with Arn okay instead of his Apollo whoever his Apollo Creed would be um. I don't know. I feel like he has to be street. Like Cody's always had that sort of like, oh look at me, I've got private jets thing. Yeah, and that's not relatable. I don't want to like that guy. So you take that away from him and see how he manages as like you know, or like the, like his dad, you know, son of a plumber type stuff. Mm-hmm. Put him on real hard times,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and people mm-hmm. will they'll be like, oh man, you look like you smell right now. I, I feel for you, man. I know what it's like to smell. <laughs>
3: they'll relate they could relate solace given that tony khan is more of a broad picture guy and the wrestlers to an extent manage their own creative who do you think at the moment are handling that the best and the worst so i kind of feel like tony khan's a bit more than just a broad picture guy i feel like you know like he said he said he writes the show mm-hmm. um i know wrestlers he gives him he says he gives wrestlers bullet points as far as their promos. so i think in terms of you know their promos seems like wrestlers have a good deal of input in terms of their creative um but i think without a doubt tony khan drives and decides what the creative direction of AEW is
2: yeah but that being said i agree yeah. with the idea that the wrestlers you know have a lot to of an input, extent yes. manage yeah. their own creative totally, totally. so if the if the question is who do you think at the moment are, or is handling the best and worst i don't know i not it's hard. It's hard to say that Cody Island handles their creative all that great, because I'm just not interested in kind of any of it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like I can't wait to see Malachi off Cody Island. Uh, whenever there's like a you know, if Bray shows up and he's on Cody Island, it's gonna be like. <sighs> uh, so I would say Tony need would. Probably it probably benefit AEW if he maybe tried to build a bridge between Cody Island and the rest of AEW, so yeah. you can have you can it can feel more cohesive and not mm-hmm. just like there's the, there's the, the mainland and then there's Cody Island. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, that'd be my answer. I guess
3: in terms of who's handling it the best, I mean, how you have kind of have to say the elite. You'd say like Kenny.
2: There's a lot of people handling it really good Yeah, cuz like Miro's promos are always yes. amazing yes. like Brits. what he's been able to do Brits Brits Great on a new on the level yeah. the super elite you're absolutely correct about that um hard to say I don't know I mean it's you know a lot of people are handling it really really yeah. well
3: yeah uh, dark Shadow sake someone said this earlier but I forgot who but do you think Arthur Ashe Stadium becomes AEW's MSG I believe Tony Khan said he wants to try to run Grand Slam every year
2: There you go, then. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely.
3: Uh, John Elite, is it a good thing that AEW spreads out the pay per views and not do monthly pay per views like WB? A thousand percent, yes. Yeah, I wish WB had fewer pay per views. Yeah, it would benefit their storytelling. I feel like.
2: I think that AEW could probably extend it to six. To be honest with you, but that would one of that. I'd want that to be the limit. I think a good two months between pay per views is probably a really good deal. But then I mean he's. You know, he's booking these dynamites as if they're you know pay per views half exactly. the time anyway. So exactly. you know, do you need it? Maybe not, but you know, I wouldn't mind maybe a couple more added to the schedule.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, uh Anthony R says, Is it me or does it take you out of the show anytime they have to make some reference or cheap shot to WWE? Um Doesn't bother me. I it doesn't. I don't even notice. Like, I mean, I look, like if you have characters who like Ruby, who's coming over from WWE, she ain't taking a cheap shot to say that, you know, it's not taking a cheap shot to say, Hey, you were fired, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, or I haven't, you know, I finally have the freedom now that to me, is not a cheap shot because it's, it's true. Yeah. You know, that was the deal. They didn't use her. Right. I don't think that's a cheap shot at all.
3: No, I think we yeah, even when Phil's that, you know, when he came out, came uh, out at the United Center and did his promo, said, you know, essentially apologized to the fans Said, I'm sorry, I had to walk away, though. I had to leave the place that was making me sick.
2: They proudly refer to themselves as pro wrestling because the other place doesn't. Yes, that's not a cheap shot. That's being loud and proud about what you are. Yes. And I think that's fine. And I think that Michael Sodope here in chat also says people are so sensitive when they mention it, and I agree with that. It's like, what does it matter? Like mm-hmm. they're just speaking on their experiences. Mm-hmm. It's not like it was back in the in the day in TNA when every new signee would show up, they'd be given a mic, and they just air their grievances. It's kind of not the same thing, you know. Yeah. yeah, that just creatively becomes boring. Yeah, and I I haven't felt that any of their creative is boring, you yes. know. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Steve Klein, what are you most looking forward to in the AEW video game? Good gameplay. I just, yes. I just want solid gameplay with collision physics that makes sense. That's all I if want. They,
3: if they can deliver an updated engine, like the one we're used to from the N64 games, that feels fluid and natural, and you have to do like 25 different buttons to do anything, and the graphics are decent, and there's good customization, I will be happy.
2: You can have good look, man. You look back at some of those Xbox 360 games; the graphics are fine. They're fine. Mm-hmm. I don't need stuff that looks current gen. I don't need that. You can go back two gens uh, uh, for your graphics, as long as the gameplay is good, solid, and uh, and there's. I would like online connectivity that is as solid as local. Yeah, that's that's what I want. Yes, um, and yeah, a healthy customization suite. Um, and and we're and I'm good and I'm good. I don't need I don't need general manager mode. Sure, it could be fun. Um, you know, I like back in the day. Like in in some of those games back then, you can just set up a show, have your matches, and it just plays through those matches. And I know you could do it with Universe, but my God, it takes forever to load everything. It does.
3: It does. Uh, Dan Daniels, how long would it have to be before you can say that AEW would be fine without Kenny and the Young Bucks on the roster and doing mainly backstage roles? So. It seems like AEW basically took the first eight months of its existence to start building people up Mm -hmm. for that eventuality because that's going to happen probably sooner rather than later. Yeah, Um, I'd say within the next five years probably for Kenny. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, they have done a pretty good job of building up their younger talent to step up when it's time for them to do so. And you yeah. have you have them plus you have people they have brought over from WWE because mm-hmm. Mox ain't retiring anytime soon. Nope. You know Miro's not retiring anytime soon. Malachi Black's not retiring anytime soon. Mm-hmm. They still have a lot of people that have established name value with mainstream uh, with the mainstream wrestling audience that they can rely on. Um, and plus they got a bunch of wrestlers who are young, extremely talented up and coming, you know, they get their reps in, and in five years, they can be, uh, you know, large enough stars where Kenny and the Young Bucks can say, all right, we're done as full-time wrestlers. We'll maybe do an occasional match. We'll work backstage. But th- this company is in their hands now.
2: I think they've honestly, like, given how stacked their roster is, they could, they would figure out a way without them if they disappeared off, the, if they quantum leaped out of the universe tomorrow. Yeah, I think you know. I mean, it would be a hit, but um, if you get if you get to the point where, come November, Kenny was like, "Hey, man, I'm I'm done." Went to the doctor. He said, "I'm done." Mm-hmm. The, also, the Young Bucks—they're done too. Uh, you, you know, you you have that title change to Hangman in November. Look, I would miss him. You'd miss him. I'd I'd miss the Young Bucks. they like the best tag team, one of the best tag teams on the planet. But like their roster is stacked. It really is. It really is stacked. Is. Yeah, you're
3: right. Kenny and the Young Bucks can say next week. All right, see you later. <laughs> it's they'd a stacked
2: as roster. They'd be fine. Yeah, yeah, they'd be fine. I think I think they'd be okay. I think that people would be sad and upset and everything, but they have a stacked roster. They'd be fine. They really do. A uh,
3: and J Network says to your point, Steve. Everything from Ruby being fired to everything that Punk said in Chicago and even uh, Brian Daniels' promo after All Out went off the air. Not only is not a shot at WWE, but it's all facts, plain and simple.
2: You know, and it's like none of it's none of it ever seems like they're cutting a promo because they're bitter. It's like, hey, I got fired, but I didn't have the freedom to do what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And Punk was like, dude, I was sick. (laughs) Like I was destroyed and I had to walk away. Mm -hmm. And now I'm happy because I'm here. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a shot. This is people opening up and, and being relatable to, you know, relating to the crowd. They're communicating to the crowd on a personal level. Yep. I don't know why people have a problem with that.
3: I don't know either. I don't know.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Um, this last one here from UO Long Heavy says, if AEW were to debut Sid coaching Adam softball share, what should they name the episode of Dynamite, Larson? Can't be Grand Slam because they just have that. So it'd have to be... Just be home run? Uh,
3: You could call it this. You have it somewhere in Texas, and you call it AEW Dynamite Texas Leaguer. Okay, I believe this, this is another way of saying it is pop-up.
2: <laughs> okay, I did not know that. Well, there you go. there you go. Enforcer has it here. Field of green. Oh, there I you like go. It. There you go. All right. I like it. Anyways, uh, thanks, everybody, for hanging out. We appreciate. Isolationville says AW inside the park home run. <laughs> That's good. Um, anyways, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, Twitch chat, stick around. We'll hang out for a bit. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll raid somebody. Yeah. Thanks for watching. Uh, join us tomorrow at noon Pacific 3 Eastern for our NXT UK watch along. I'm sure we'll be a lot more complimentary to that than we were NXT 2.0. Yeah. yeah. Till til then, we'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home,